Life in all its myriad forms cover the jewel of the solar system, Earth. The planet we call home boasts an amazing array of flora and fauna, with the dominant species, us, perched atop the global food chain. But is that perch as secure as we believe it to be? And as we look down, do we truly see all that exists in the shadow of the pedestal of our own creation? Or does hubris blind us to that which we cannot easily see? There are those who say winged creatures glide through moonlit skies or glare from the darkness with crimson eyes. Are the plaster cast footprints filling display cases in museums around the globe proof of the existence of the creature indigenous people of North America named Sasquatch in bygone days? Or are they all part of an elaborate hoax perpetrated against an all too often gullible society? And are we justified in embracing the evidence of eyewitness accounts and other evidence, or equally justified in denying that any new thing could be discovered under the burning light of day or the cool rays of a full moon? Are cryptids such as Mothman and Bigfoot actual living creatures, or do they only haunt the fertile forests and fields that border the pathways leading through the shadows of legend? Welcome to Shadows of Legend. I'm your host, Charles Romans, and today we're speaking with Chris Kirkpatrick. He has some brushes with the strange and the paranormal that he's going to share with us today. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing well so far. So if you don't mind, give us a little bit of background about yourself, what region you're from, things of that nature. All right. So my background information, well, first I want to say I've been studying cryptozoology for 12 years and I've moved Kansas to Texas, back to Kansas. Now I live in Wisconsin. Okay. And my parents have been divorced in some seven months. So every summer I would spend myself in where my dad lives and I'm from originally from Kansas, mm-hmm. Topeka of all places. And one of the summers I was there in Texas, every summer my dad liked to take us on a camping trip or whatnot. And this particular trip was in Texas, Oklahoma, or uh, I reset that lake. Over in that region, big giant lake, uh, Lake Texoma. Yeah, that one. Okay. And we were at a campground there. And me and my stepbrother, every time we go on these camping trips, we like to walk around and explore the campground and stuff. And this particular campground was kind of huge. So we like walking around and we were only gone for maybe 20 minutes at most. We're just walking and we were walking on this road and we happened to stumble upon this, I guess you would call it a freaking maintenance road because it was all gravel and stuff so and there's trees on both sides i mean it's not like a dense forest or anything like that but we're walking on this road and we decided to i look over at him and like hey you want to walk down that road and i'm like yeah sure why not we ain't got nothing else to do so we start walking and we're walking on this road for two minutes all of a sudden i'm looking down and we hear this what sounds like pop noise and i'm like i look over at my freaking stepbrother what the heck was that and all of a sudden out of nowhere, he just starts booking it. And I'm like weirded out. I'm like, why are you running, dude? And he's like, look. And I look to my left of me. I see nothing. I'm like, dude, what are you running at? There's nothing here. And he says, other side. So I look at the other side. It's about 20 yards away from me. It's this creature. It's uh, 
up until this point, I've never seen a werewolf movie, so I don't know what I can say that this thing is. So in my head, I call it a dog person because okay. this thing is solid black, standing on two legs, has hands, and about at least six and a half foot tall. And I'm staring at it while my stepbrother's just booking it. I'm not going to lie. I see intelligence, so that's why I thought it was a person, but looks like a dog, so I called it a dog person. Okay. I'm sitting here staring at it, and for some weird reason, I get a thing, like, this thing is communicating with me. As soon as my brother, stepbrother takes off running, the thing looks at me and looks at my stepbrother, looks back to me almost as saying, you're going to go with him? And I'm just sitting there staring at the thing. And my guess is these things don't like you staring at them and getting freaking details about them because I was staring at it for a good 30 minutes and he got upset. Uh, or a good 30 seconds, my bad. And he got upset. After about the 22nd mark, he did that again to tell me to freaking quit looking at him and get going. And I didn't. And that's when freaking his ears went back. And he almost had like a smile, almost like a snarl, and took one step towards me. And that's when I realized, yeah, I should probably get going. So I took my eyes off of him, and I walked. I didn't run. I walked. And that was that encounter. And uh, we told our parents about it. And my stepbrother told the parents like we just saw a werewolf and they asked me what i seen and i told them i was like i don't know about no werewolf because i don't know what a werewolf was at this time i've seen a dog person and they're like trying to understand because uh, most people when they hear the term dog person they think of a, a person who's walking their dog loving and stuff and i was like no i tried to explain them the best of my ability and they thought we've seen someone in a dog suit i was like no 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 this thing had a skull fracture of a dog and everything it was pretty intense but so what time of day did this happen oh it must have been like i want to say midday like 11 to 12 okay and uh, i will never forget what it looked like back legs of a dog had feet of a dog so it wouldn't even be feet it'd be paws but the front they were hands and they were kind of about the a little bit longer than its uh torso and it went down to i would say about its knees so it looked like it's supposed to this thing's supposed to stand up on two legs and when i seen this thing i didn't see any others i didn't feel threatened i didn't even feel scared at at this thing i just when it showed its teeth and took a step towards me that's when i realized okay this thing can be dangerous but i didn't terrify me like most people so it didn't pursue you it was just trying to run you off Essentially, yeah. Didn't chase after us or nothing. That's why I even told my brother, like, when we got done after the trip, he showed me a movie, which to this day, I can't remember what my very first werewolf movie was. But after we watched the movie and stuff, he pointed, he showed me, he's like, see, by you not running is what made you stupid. I was like, well, I know some predators out in the wilderness. uh, If you run, that's like horrible to do. So I took that advice and I'm like, well. I know a little bit more when it comes to predators. If you run, they'll most likely chase you. So I didn't run for a reason. I just kept my eyes forward after it tried to run us off. And since it didn't chase us, I didn't feel like I need to run. So I just walked. So now you were, you were on this camping trip when this occurred. How many more days after this occurrence did you stay on this trip? And did you see it again that time? Well, we were there for like a few days and uh, we only seen it once, mostly because uh, after the first time we seen it, we didn't go exploring again. (laughs) 
So we just laid around this campsite. It wasn't my idea not to go exploring. I even asked my stepbrother, hey, bro, you want to go exploring? And he's like, no, with that thing out there. I'm like, well, it didn't chase us, dude. So, like, you sure? He's like, yeah. So we just stayed around the campsite the whole time. Now, I'm assuming since you say that you were able to go exploring and everything, that this was sort of a primitive campsite, correct? I mean, yeah, you could say. I mean, there was some, like, powers, but it was mostly tent camping and stuff. But there was some power sites. We were in a pop-up camper, I believe. So now, is that the only encounter you had or the only experience you've had with these things? In Texas, yes. I've had three experience, three encounters. Well, three different dogman encounters. One of the encounters happened three different occasions, but it didn't really scare me until, like, two of them because one of them i was with my brother who's over six foot tall i just felt like we were being watched in this area so i should i'm going to explain the area a little bit this my first encounter was in texas my second encounter was in kansas and we were living in a trailer park there's a middle school on one side and an elementary school on the other and behind the trailer park there's this like house with a field and then behind it there's like a little wooded area with a creek in it and so me and my brother are taking his dog out there and we're just like exploring behind our trailer court we've never been back here and the story behind this place is people just left in the middle of the night no one knew why just whatever and we're in the back in the wooded area and i don't say anything to my brother but i feel like we're being watched I, I don't have any, like, primal fear or anything like that. After a few minutes, we head back. And then uh, a few weeks go by, uh, maintenance men are coming, and they don't know about our dogs. So I take uh, my brother's dog back in that same area. And I'm there for maybe all of two minutes. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, primal fear just took over. And like I said, I've been studying cryptozoology. And I know as soon as you feel primal fear, get the heck out of the area. And that's what I did. So I got the heck out of the area. And it wasn't until the third time I know it was a dogman encounter because the same thing happened. I took easy. That's the dog's name. I took easy back in that same area. About the same thing happened. Two minutes later, primal fear like crazy. So I took off running. But this time, right before I was at exit, in my head, I seen like a werewolf claw come out. This didn't actually happen. But in my head, this is what I seen. A werewolf claw come out, try to grab me. But it didn't happen. And I was doing uh, research on that particular encounter. And I found out uh, a lot of people actually get that with Dogman. And I was like, holy crap, because that this particular time, it was like many years had passed since my first encounter. So I almost completely forgot about that encounter because it didn't affect me like it affected my stepbrother. Because I didn't feel terrified except this particular time. So how would you explain the difference in the encounters? You you would think that if the primal fear was going to kick in, it would have when you actually saw the creature. Well, a lot of encounters, uh, people fear, like, petrified, terrified, primal fear before they see the creature, almost as like it's a sixth sense. I think it has to do with our ancestors seeing these creatures a long time, and it just built in our minds, kind of like how we see, like, some people see creepy dolls and they get creeped out. Same concept, but instead we can, like, sense, like, they're something watching you, like Bobcat or something, something like that. But you can tell there's like just something in the air and stuff like that. Like the hairs on your freaking neck will stand up. It's not a 
very good feeling. It's very so, so you're saying, though, that if you hadn't left the area, that you probably would have seen one. If you're yes. saying this is preparatory to the actual sighting. Yes, yes. I believe if I would have just sat there, it would have probably came out the side of a tree or something. Now, because I was my dog both times, and I had a feeling it wasn't after me, but after my dog, or my brother's dog, I used to say. That's a possibility. Now, how would you qualify these? Have you, did you go back into the area and look for any kind of tracks or anything like that? Well, no, because this, this encounter, I didn't even know it was a dogman until recently. The only reason how I knew is because, uh, like I said, in my head, I seen a werewolf claw and I found out that someone who else had encounters back when they were a kid, they, one particular time, they were going from their grandparents to their parents' house and they lived in wooded area and they had to walk and at night she would just like automatically knew it was a werewolf for some weird reason i like she thought it was a werewolf even though she didn't believe it was a werewolf at the time or she didn't even know about werewolves or something like that i don't know but um yeah, I, now that I think about it, I, I think I should have gone back. But every time I went there, like, to within two minutes, it's like primal fear. I need to get out of this area. And the messed up part is this is between two different schools. So I, I don't know if it's like took up residency because of that or in that area. Because this ain't no rural area. It's on the outskirts of Topeka, Kansas, which is the capital of the city of Kansas. So now you mentioned a house earlier, of course, now that there's this schools and then there was the house behind it that you said was abandoned yeah like these it looked like these people just up and took off in the middle of the night like no reason were, was given to anybody they just took off in the middle of the night my thinking at first i was thinking this place is haunted but then i quickly realized maybe they were seeing this creature and the first time they seen this creature it freaking scared them they're like yep nope we're gone and you say right behind this house is where the wooded area was at Essentially, there's a field and then there's a wooded area and you walk in. There's a little opening for this wooded area and you walk in a couple feet and then there's a little creek, like a little water source area. And there's some woods, but like I said, they're not dense. It's just Kansas. It's not like there's dense woods everywhere. Right. There. Yes. And, then, and that's what I think most people think of Kansas as being more flat. It is. And it's mostly farmlands and stuff as many times as I've been through that state going to Colorado and stuff. But there are some spots where there's trees and stuff and patches of forest and stuff. I never thought a dogman would live there, but uh, apparently I'm wrong. And I'm starting to realize these things are everywhere, including people's backyards i have to ask you and, and this is an opinion question uh, you mentioned dog man you mentioned werewolf typically historically i guess you could say werewolves are, are shape changers they're not really wolves and, See, I, and the well, dog I, men I are kind of uh, their own separate entity and the, the possibility that could have been confused throughout history but what's your opinion what do you think it actually is a regular creature or you think it's something that turns into this creature what would your opinion be on that well if you look at lore the only lore that talks about you changing is skinwalkers and i don't know of any lore 
that states you get bit by a creature, you turn into that creature. So I don't necessarily believe in werewolves as people changing. I only say werewolf to describe what I'm seeing. I think the dogman is its own creature. I honestly think it's a uh, lost tribe of civilization, kind of like Sasquatch. Because what I see in my first encounter, I seen something intelligent. I didn't see an animal. I freaking seen something very intelligent and it knew what it was doing. And I think there are good ones and bad ones. Just like people, there are good people and bad people. Which that was going to be my next question because... other like others and stuff like that. Given the encounter in Texas where proximity and you being a child, the, the creature could have actually killed you if it wanted to. Yes, if it wanted to, but it didn't. But And you didn't mention any kind of primal fear in that encounter, but the encounter in a different state, essentially fundamentally the same creature, generated that fear. So that could bear out exactly what you just said. Yeah, that's why I think there's some good ones and some bad ones. These things are known to travel in packs every time. From my understanding, every time I've run into one, they've always been on their own. But I've known other encounters for them to have like well, up to 20 of them. Well, now, you, you've mentioned exactly that. You've, you've mentioned... You've done a lot of research. What are some mm-hmm. of the other encounters in Zero that you, you've been able to discover that kind of supports what you experienced yourself? Well, besides dogman encounters, I was, uh, this is in Wisconsin. I tried the knocking trick. Yeah. Uh, my brother was out. We decided to go uh, mud in a swamp because all of Wisconsin is swampland. And we ended up getting stuck, so I, I walked down the road a little bit, waiting for someone to pick us up, and I noticed a stick on the side of the road. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I grab up the stick, and I freaking hit this tree as hard as I can three times. And I wait, and I hear three knocks in the distance over off the side. And I was like, oh. So I try it again, and the next knocks I hear would sound like coming directly across the street. At that point, I threw the stick down and said, I'm done. It sounded a little too close. And I just assumed it was a freaking uh, Sasquatch. Mm. Now that I've been doing my more research, I know that Sasquatch is Knox, but I don't know if that's the only creature who knocks on the trees and stuff. But as far as in the field, per se, I haven't really done much field investigation, mostly because of all the creatures I'm finding out. I'm like, well, if I'm going to go out and do an investigation, I need someone with me because of what potentially could go wrong. But I recently uh, just picked up a pair of night vision binoculars from Amazon, and they just came a couple of days ago. So I figure I can do a lot more field research that way. So now you mentioned the two in- encounters, the two experiences. Have you had any more experiences? Yes. Recently, this past August, camping in Chippewa State Park. So, like, the very first day we get there, our campground is connected to one of the trails, one of the many trails that are there. It's a decent-sized trail, and this it's as flat as our campsite. Comes in, I'm only saying that because there's a reason. So, the first night we get there, or the first day and night, everything goes according to plan. Nothing goes awry. We don't hear anything. And the second day comes, we wake up. I have two coolers with me. Both of the coolers are the ones you open. You have to push shut. And I know I pushed them both shut. When I woke up, both of them were like, it looked like someone had opened them, but shut them, but didn't push them shut. And I had to push both of them shut. I was like, huh, that's weird. So I just put that in the back of my mind. Later on the day, we decided to go on a walk on that trail. So we decided to start walking. And on the side of this trail towards like the water, they have this wooden uh, railing that you can hold on to. And part of this trail, 
there's this little spot where there's like a big giant game trail. I'm talking this thing's bigger than a black bear could fit in this trail. And right where this trail starts going down, this wooden guardrail is like broke. And I'm thinking it would have took some seriously big to freaking break it. And right as students were walking on it, I could swear like something with black mangy fur and black skin pulled away. And I see in the corner and I, I could have sworn what seemed like almost like dog ears pull away. And I, I was sitting there looking at it. I'm like, the heck was that in my head? I almost said, hey, is anyone down there need help? But something in me told me not to do that. So I look over at my wife. I was like, hey, let's keep walking. So we're walking down this trail and she looks over at me. She's like, I feel like we're being watched. And I was like, well, considering we're in a state park, I mean, we probably are being watched by something that's out here. Little did I know it was a dog man. Freaking, we're, we're walking a little bit and we come across this bench. We want to sit there, but someone else is freaking uh, sitting on it. So we decided to keep walking and then there's this little trail but it looks a little creepy my wife didn't really want to walk down and i was like yeah let's keep walking and we keep walking all of a sudden we just hear this bird just keep squawking at us just just doesn't stop and after like a couple minutes go up i look at the bird and i'm like yeah i hear you mr birdie whatnot yeah and he just does not stop and i just happened to notice as we were walking this thing was going from tree to tree to tree almost following us so and i know through my research that some birds work with predators now i automatically thought that's what this was thing was doing and after the fourth time it freaking went to the next tree in front of us i took that as a warning sign i was like okay i'll listen to you let's turn around and so we turn around walk back to this bench and we sat down and i took a picture and i can't be certain but i'm pretty sure i caught something in the picture that looked like it had two ears but it could also be a bunch of branches and stuff so it's not a very good clear picture so we sat there for about five minutes or so and then we decided to get back to our campsite and nothing really happens up until that point so we're like yeah whatever just sitting around and fast forward till about i want to say 8 45 ish we run out of firewood and it's pretty dark at this point this time we're thinking about going in Oh, so then we start someone hearing someone whistle. Like we're talking strong intervals of whistling, and for like five minutes, and we're like, "That was weird." So at this point, we decided to go back to the tent, whatever. And around uh, ten forty-five, because I looked at my phone to see what time it was, I was like, "I got to drain a lizard." So I go out of the tent, and you know how us guys, we can, as long as no one's looking, we could pop it out anywhere. And so I go a couple feet, and right in front of the trail, there's a line of bushes between everyone's entryway, because there's an entryway, a little entryway, a tree, and then bushes. So I go right beside this tree. The tree's right here, bushes right here, this is where I am, and this is the entryway right here. And so I'm like right by these bushes, and I start draining a lizard, and I get done, all of a sudden I hear walking. So I'm like, I started listening intently, and it sounds like big walking. So I just grab out my phone and point my phone's light towards the thing. And I'm instantly met with two amber-colored eyes, like about, I want to say, about a good eight inches apart. So I'm thinking, uh, I don't make any sounds. I'm not moving. This thing's looking directly at me. It almost looked like, I don't know who's more startled, me or this thing. Because it was like, stopped it dead in its tracks looking. And it like, after a couple seconds, it looks forward. And what I could swear, I seen this thing laughing like it scared itself almost. And after it freaking passes, I did something I shouldn't have done. I said, well, that was weird out loud. And then I see this thing turn around, stand up on its back legs, two legs, take a couple steps, 
and come in front of me. I see the outline of this thing, do that. And I do something probably I shouldn't have done. I lean in to where I'm about a good six inches away from this creature. And that's when I seen, um, I should add, this bushes are up to my chest. I'm five foot 11. Okay. Okay. It's up to my chest. So I, at this point, I have my phone out in front of me, kind of like this, but above me. And to see what this thing is, and that's when I noticed abs right away. I, and fine black fur, like its stomach almost didn't have any fur, but it, it had black fur, you could tell. Yeah. And I slowly go up, and almost at this point, I have my arm fully extended, and I get to this thing's shoulders. And when I tell you, it almost had human-like shoulders, but they were the size of bowling balls. And at this point, I know two things. One, this creature in front of me is a cryptid, and two, it's not a Sasquatch. And at this point, I decide not to look into this thing's face because it's looking directly down at me. That's when I look back up at this creature slowly, and I look back up at size, and I know in the back of my head not to show this thing fear, whatever it is, because it's a cryptid. You're not supposed to show cryptids fear. And I didn't. I just look at it. I'm like, okay. In my head, I'm like, well, crap. There's a cryptid in front of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just look at it and then i get a sense of getting sized up i'm thinking this thing is like wondering why i'm so close to it and not afraid of it and it's sizing me up and that's when i look throw both my hands in the air i was like hey 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 i'm not armed i don't mean you any harm i'm going back to my tent so i freaking slowly back up with both my hands up i don't keep my eyes off and i get in front of my tent and, uh, and i say this thing all right buddy i'm going back to my tent i'm unarmed i don't mean you harm okay buddy and as soon as I look towards my tent, that's when I hear movement and I got in my tent as quick as possible. I just look at my wife and kind of like casually joked about it. And it's like, I totally just almost died <laughs> or something on the lines of I almost just didn't die or anything like that. <laughs> Joking about it. Most people would be petrified of what they see. And me, I know cryptids are out there. So I'm like, it was just a cryptid. I didn't know what it was what I seen. But uh, I went to sleep. Around 2.30, my wife wakes me up because she needs to go to the bathroom, but there's something out there howling that we've never heard before, and she tells me I need to go to the bathroom, but I'm not going to go out there by myself with that thing howling. And I stand up, we're about to go, and then all of a sudden it howls again. And I'm like, is that what you're hearing? Yeah, and I can't explain how. The best thing I can do is go tell people, go up to YouTube, uh, search Dogman uh, Howl, and listen to the howl and that's what i heard it's like the howl sounded like it could crawl your skin up yourself me it didn't i wasn't affected like that but some people would say that anyway uh as soon as i unzip the howling stops like noises stop and as soon as i get out of there it's dead silent you don't hear crickets nothing and we're in a state park so there's gonna be insects and stuff but nothing's making any noises so that's weird but i'm like uh whatever i just need to get here to the bathroom and uh, we are in the spot where it's close to the bathroom but you still have to do a little bit of walking and so we get out i take it to the bathrooms i don't hear anything whatsoever i'm like okay whatever i'm still like in the back of my mind i know something's out here but she gets done out of the bathroom and we start walking once we get back to the road we hear what sounds like something being dragged behind us and at this point i'm like nope i grabbed my wife and we quickly went back to the tent and about five minutes later i hear this howl again and right after that i feel like since like something goes into my head i 
I can't explain it. Like something, I think it was something reading my mind at first. And then right after that, we hear footsteps outside of our tent. I mean, if this thing wanted to kill me, it would have right in, when I was standing six inches away. Yes. And that's when I was like, okay, this thing obviously hasn't killed me yet, so it's not going to. So that's one of the reasons why I don't have fear of this creature. Every time I've experienced it, besides the second encounter, this thing could have killed me, but it chose not to. It let me go back to my tent. As soon as I got to my tent, I felt safe. I can't explain why, because right as I looked down right in front of my tent, I felt pure terror when I heard that thing move. So I quickly got in my tent, and it was fine after that. I was like, it was weirding me out, but almost as if this creature is smart. It's not because uh, this is a pretty popular park. It's not. We have someone to the right of us, but no one to the left. So my thinking is this creature is so smart. It didn't want to leave anything behind its trace. So if it would have killed us in that tent, it would have left something behind. So it chose not to. It's a possibility. Now, I have to ask, though, what do you think that uh, the effectiveness of going back in the tent, because obviously a creature of that size... A tent couldn't prevent it from from attacking you. Absolutely nothing. I think the only reason why I didn't attack is because there were so many people around, and it would have left evidence. That's the only thing. That's the only reason why I could think of. Nothing about a tent is going to stop any animal from getting in there. No, because we're typically talking about canvas, nylon, something like that, a a material that's not known for security. Yeah. I should also add, this thing's like four feet away from our tent, but... I don't know why it didn't attack us other than I think it's so smart it would have known it would have left something behind, so it didn't. We see, now I have to ask about that. You've mentioned two or three times that creatures exhibited an intelligence that's beyond animal intelligence. Mm -hmm. So do you think that it really was an intentional restraint on this creature's part? I would have to say so, yes. Do you think these creatures have equal human intelligence? I think they have higher intelligence than humans. What would you base that on? Well, simple fact of if this thing wanted to, it could kill me. And other stories I've heard of people think this thing can open doors. It can unscrew light bulbs. And it knows what a gun is. It automatically knows. I think it has more intelligence than your average person. Maybe not like like a scientist or something, but I think they're also primitive as well but i think these beings are really smart for the simple fact that no one has found well they found evidence of this creature there's a lot of evidence out there but like no bodies have been found or anything like that mostly because they don't let their bodies sit there for a while like if you see a body you might as well take a picture of it then and there because it's not going to be there for a while because these creatures don't want anybody to know they're out there but they are so if you encountered them in is it three different states at this point yep three different states and i have a feeling it's not gonna be a last encounter either and one of the reasons i ask is because there's a thing in the, in the paranormal community that says that uh, perhaps in in a lot of repetitive cases it's the person themselves that is haunted rather than the location do you think that these creatures might possibly be following you for some reason i mean i'm not gonna lie as soon as i've been doing this research and stuff i feel a little haunted but uh, I- I don't know if it's like necessary me or the research I'm doing, but I think it could be a factor of since I was seen at a younger age and since I see stared at the thing for like 30 seconds when it didn't want me to, that might be a possibility. But I can't say for sure because so many people have seen this 
these creatures more than once in their lifetime. And it's almost as if you see it once, you're guaranteed to see it multiple times, so there might be something there. Now, have you had any other encounters that you'd like to share with us? Um, as far as now, not so really. I'm always keeping an out for those eyes because I will never forget those eyes, ever. Those amber, yellow, amber colored eyes. Just so your viewers know, if they are ever in the woods and they start hearing like silence, absolutely silence and all the critters had stopped and you see yellow eyes looking at you, don't be curious. Just so you know, there's something watching you and you don't want to see it. Now, having said it that way, kind of makes me want to ask the question, would you rather that you had not had the encounters you've had? No, uh, the only thing I would rather have is it not been so close to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say the proximity would increase the possible threat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I will have to say, since I didn't look at the thing's face, I can't really know how tall it was. But all I know is its eyes were about four feet taller than me. So I'm five foot eleven. So it's at his eyes height it was around nine feet tall. But I know uh, these creatures don't stop at their eyes. So once I got to its shoulders, I had about another foot to go before I even got to its eyes. But once I seen its shoulders, I realized then and there, I didn't want to see this thing's face. Now, speaking to the world at large, if you wanted to address people who believed in cryptid, what would you say? I say it's nice to research them and stuff. And if you want to go out there to look for these things, not just dogmen, but all cryptids, you got to do your research. Know what you're getting yourself into because what happens if you want to see a dog man and you go with a group of people and you actually do see one, but you're the only one who lives to tell about it. Now, what would you say about people who who don't believe in cryptids, who want to explain it away as just it's just a wild animal or whatever? I mean, I get that people have their own opinion, but when people say that and absolutely disagree with you because they have no knowledge and they don't see it, it actually hurts the person who's seen the thing and they're opening up to you to tell you about these creatures and you're choosing to just like blow them off. It actually hurts the person mentally because they know what they've seen and by you refusing to believe it, it makes them question their sanity. And it's really not fair for the people who've seen it. I would say to those people who are actually making fun of the people. How about you stop and actually do some research for yourself and research what's actually might possibility be out there? Because all, remember this, all lore started in the same spot. Someone's seen something and they said something about it and they writ, wrote something about it. And through the years, more and more people have seen these creatures and they've been doing more and more. Now, I will say, no one is an expert. Even if they've been researching these creatures for 20 years, No one is an expert because everyone is always learning something new about these creatures, including me. I've been doing the research for 12 years, and I'm always learning stuff new. Well, would you have anything else that you would like to add? Just that people know they should be aware these creatures do exist. And I still am an avid camper. I love camping in the outdoors. I just would advise people to do research on the area when you're going to go camping to make sure there's nothing. Because I found out on a later date that Chippewa Falls State Park has been notorious for years for seeing these creatures and Bigfoot. But yeah, just if you're going out camping, just do a little bit of research around your area, like lore research. 
to see if there's any creatures that's been spotted in there. But that's about it. Okay, well, Mr. Kirkpatrick, thank you very much for being on the show, and we look forward to talking to you again in the future. I have a feeling this won't be my last encounter, so you probably will. Definitely keep us posted. All right, will do. Thanks for having me on your show. Thanks for being here. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. This is Charles Romans, and on behalf of myself and our guests, thank you for joining us on this walk through the shadows of legend. If you like what you heard, please follow us and visit our website at shadowsoflegend.com and support our Patreon page to help keep the content flowing. And if you would like to be a guest and share your own brush with a stranger paranormal, don't hesitate to email us and include a contact number. The strange and surreal, the normal and the paranormal are all aspects of the world in which we live. As you reflect upon the stories we have shared, keep in mind that the people sharing these stories are actual, real people just like us. Were the stories shared compelling enough to be given credibility, or should they be relegated to the deeper part of the shadows? But when determining this, it might be a good idea to keep an open mind, because when we look around, we might discover that our own world is less brightly lit than we once thought. Until next time, I'll be waiting for you in the shadows of legend.